Here's the most talked about story on Opie Radio Episode 70 with Brother Weeze. You want to tell stories? Sure. Yeah. No, Give a chair. A Take a chair. Wait, you got stories? Oh my God. You got stories? I always have stories. Who are you? I am Christina Grana. I'm the cousin of uh, the hostess of this party. She was in she LA in the movie business, bro. No, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I'm still in the movie business. I still go back and forth. I'm still there every other month. LA and here. Yeah. And my manager is a mutual friend of ours, Howard Lapidus. I know Howard. You know Howard? Oh my God. Howard's yeah. from Buffalo. Yeah, he uh, started. Um, he tried to represent me way back in the day. Oh, I'm, yeah, he did. I love Howard. Oh, because Eatman, he wanted to be I love, I, I love Howard. He is. He's yeah. awesome. But he's doing. Well, okay, so what did he start? It was a comedy club here in Rochester, right? Well, well he's still, in Rochester, he, that's how I met him. Yuck Yucks. Yuck Yucks, that's right. Well, wait a minute. What I was it before that? I can't remember. Hiccups? It's a million years ago. Yeah. Before your time. Without Howard, that's how I met Sam Kinison, uh, Adam Sandler, Jerry Seinfeld. All that was Howard. Right. Yeah, he brought them all. He brought them all in before yeah. they became Way mega stars. Before. Yeah. I saw Seinfeld at Yuck Yucks in Rochester yeah. when he was before the TV show. Way, way oh before. Yeah, yeah. And I, I had my feet on the stage. I was that close. Yeah, Checking out Seinfeld no, back in the day. He was nothing. He was nothing. He was coming up. Howard repped, I think, Adam Carolla. Oh, my God. Adam Carolla, Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel. All Tom guys. Green. Tom Green was his big one for yep, a while, right? Tom well, Green. Tom Green's the only guy he's still got. Right. He still has Tom Green? I know he has Dr. Drew. And Tom Green. He still has Tom Green. Yep. Okay, I wasn't sure about that. But, uh, Want to talk to the Hebrew Hammer? <laughs> Is that the Hebrew? The Hebrew Hammer. HH. <laughs> so please, I'm going to be going on your radio show because I have something really big going on, so I'll have to tell you. you do? I can't tell you about it now. Tell them. Tell us. No, I can't. Tell them. Tell us. <laughs> this is just a small podcast, right? Yeah. Just going all over the world. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, we don't have a lot of people listening. Tell us. A couple hundred thousand? What are you worried about? Uh, okay, I'll just give you a hint. It's about the sex abuse scandal in the Diocese of Rochester. Oy, oy, oy. Oh, but it's, it's something go. totally different. That's a good one. That has been going on for a year with me. A year. Wait, wait, wait. And you it's get big. The story it's out really, of really, really, really big. Well, Dad, you do it. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> tell the story. We'll see. We'll talk about it publicly. Okay, so one of my very best friends is uh, that I told about is Robert Kennedy. This, this, and he's going to come to town for this. He's the son of Robert Kennedy yeah, and nephew. Okay. I've had him on the radio. He's a great guy. He's awesome. He's a, one of my best friends. He, so He believes in uh, the conspiracy, by the he, way. He really does. He believes he does. in the conspiracy. Incredible. Well, yeah. <laughs> I know for him to publicly admit that actually is pretty amazing. He believes. I know. Yes. I usually don't say anything. I keep it to myself. <laughs> her sister. Her sister made that. I'm gonna take no, a my cousin, cousin Kitty. That's a cousin. Kitty Grana. Yeah. Kitty's my cousin. Uh, the pastries I thought she are was phenomenal. Kelly's sister. She is. I'm Kelly's cousin. Oh, you're Kelly's cousin. cousin. No, right. I went on your show. This place is like an Alabama wedding. Everyone's cousins. I know. So Wait, anyway, I've got this. I've got this thing that happened with to me. You? Yes, many when I was little, many years ago. But, but I, it's, I thought they only went. Me went, too. I thought they only went with the boys. Yeah. I swear okay, to God. Okay, I'll tell you what happened because it's the it's like setting a precedent in the world. It's um, 
a nun. I was sexually abused by a nun. No! Yeah, that makes sense. That's yeah. so hot. Tell me that. So that's all I can say. It's all I can say. Bad. Oh, be bad. Bad. Hit my wrist. The diocese is freaking out right now, and they didn't want me to go. They don't want me to go public. But this happened in June. I went public. Not public. I I reached out who I thought was to a law firm, but it was really the diocese because they said it was um, a victim's assistance line, and I sent them an email saying, well, if you're going to out all these priests, because um, Garabedian from... um, you know the movie that they did about the yeah, pedophile yeah. Pre- Okay, that was so a big movie. Spotlight? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so Mitch Garbedian was wow. in Rochester and he outed 12 pedophile priests. So I said, well, if you're going to out these priests, yeah, you need wow. to out this nun. Because, and then I went into detail about what happened to me. How old were you? I was 12. 11, oh, almost 12. Jesus. And so the they, did, yeah. they did an investigation. Yeah. They did six-month investigation. They followed me. Like, the diocese hired a private investigator. They interrogated me. They interrogated my really? family. They followed me all over the city. Wait, when you were 12, all this No, was no, no. Or? Just recently. Oh, just they, recently. Because I came out. I came out recently with the allegations. Because you never hear about nuns. Right. Ever. No. Correct. It's the first never. time I heard about it. It makes never. sense. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there's so much of it. Oh, So, in the investigation, this is... You, you guys, this is a hot thing that you're getting before yeah. anybody. Scoop. This um, nun, the investigator hired by the diocese, I'm not going to say his name, he's a private investigator who was a very well-known police officer, he was actually blocked by other factions of the diocese into investigating this investigation. Wow. Wow. He was blocked. Yeah, so what, he was what, threatened. But what kind by, of documentary are you going to have? Okay, so back in the day... When this happened to me, this nun was harassing my brother. And I told my mother a little bit, but I didn't tell her the whole story. So my mother wrote letters to the diocese, to the mother house, to everyone, trying to get this nun removed, and it was ignored. And so when this investigator did the investigation, he found out that this nun had been arrested and put in a mental hospital for stalking another nun. Shit. Also... She, there were four nuns that moved out of the convent in the early 80s to get away from her because they were in fear of their lives because she was so volatile and crazy and evil. I'll tell you what's crazy here. If this happens for real, I bet you it opens up a floodgate. Well, so when I sent this innocent email telling them they went nuts the next day, they were like offering me all these things. So when did you go public with this? With I have not. This is the first time I've spoken public. <laughs> oh, so I have one of the t- so Robert Kennedy, who's my lawyer, he's my friend and my lawyer. He's involved with me, but also he re- recommended two of the top attorneys in the world on sex abuse cases. Oh, the king and probably knows they're, they're representing me. <laughs> they're representing me. Is she still alive? The nun? She ha- she is still alive. She has dementia. They moved her from the one home where she was arrested for stalking and harassing and put in a mental hospital to another care facility. Wow. But she also settled out of court with the family back in the day. So she has this long history. But as soon as the diocese found out he was getting information about her, they literally put the kibosh on it. They said, stay away. Don't. You're you're upsetting people. Don't. The investigator hired by the diocese. That's unbelievable. So I know. So it's when, really when you were twelve, up. why were you scared to uh, tell your mom? Make it when you're twelve. Let me tell you. I'll tell you but why. She's a, she's a victim. I'll this tell you people. why. I'll tell you why. 
I think I know the woman. answer, obviously, but I want to hear it from you. She was the principal of my school. Oh, she had the ultimate power, and she was terrifying. Right. She had yeah. come from an all-boys Jesuit school, McQuaid. And I was so afraid that I was going to get expelled because she had so much power. And I was this very timid young girl. And what she did in such me, it wasn't just a sexual assault. It was a physical, violent assault, what she did to me. And it traumatized me. And... My mother remembered that back in the day I was having, uh, I was sleepwalking and having nightmares. My whole personality changed. Wow. And I had to get out of Rochester as soon as I could. And when I'd been out of, I left Rochester at 18. I was gone because I couldn't. So it really traumatized my life, like in a very big way. You know what normal people fail to understand, because everybody says, like with the Kavanaugh, with everything else, everything else. They go, why don't these people say anything? Because they get shamed to death. Once they're afraid they're going to be called liars. And and when you're 12 I didn't even and there's know. somebody in power, Back then, you what, can't take what a shot. What, I don't even know. What, I mean, I know. See, this is the thing. I was under... Now, I don't look at it today, okay? But I was... I had no boobs. I was very <laughs> underdeveloped. I hadn't even hit my first, you know. I right. hadn't gone through puberty. I was four foot eleven. This little thing, very like naive. <laughs> I was very naive. Didn't know anything. I knew what she did was really wrong, and it was really terrifying, and it gave me nightmares. But, and for the rest of my life, it really affected me psychologically. Over the years, I always wanted to confront her, always, but I never did. And something triggered inside of me this summer when they outed those twelve priests. And I had to say something because sense. I know there are other victims out there, not just me. Yeah, there the has to be. There, there, so there's, there is a settlement hearing, not a mediation. They want to do a settlement in January, but they don't want me to go public. They don't want me to tell anybody. So if you go public, you're going to lose whatever that is. They're not, well, according to my lawyer, they can't. Not allow me not to go public. No, you got to go public because there's other victims out there. That there are many exactly. other victims, yeah. and this is the, pro- the the problem. There is a big cover up, not just in the Rochester diocese, but diocese everywhere. And there needs to be reformation in the church. They should just allow priests and nuns to get married and have families. This is what we need to it's have so in the church. Of and the course. reason I don't care what I risk if I if they say, "Well, screw you, we're only going to give you a dollar." Right. You murdered my soul right. 42 yeah. years ago. Right. There's of nothing course. left of me. Right. If, but if, if you I let, could help one person come forward, then to yeah. me, I've done my job. You're going to see it. They already are aware of that. I am aware of I that. I think if you let so, the priest and the nuns marry, you'll get a, a better quality person to become yes. a priest see, and a nun. 100%. For my specific... Uh, situation. My mother sent all these letters, okay, on behalf of my brother because she was terrorizing my brother. How was the? How was she terrorizing your brother? My brother not sexually. was uh, not sexually, but physically and emotionally. She was telling him that he was a drug addict and he was ten years old. That nobody <laughs> loved him. Oh, that his parents didn't love him. Like she Sounds was just like every day psychologically <laughs> harassing right. him. Destroyed my brother. And um, so my mother wrote all these letters. Bishop Clark. Ignored them, right. and then when all the nuns, when all the nuns moved out of the convent because they were in fear of their life from her, 
he moved her to another place. So he would just, his game was shuffle here. Well, just like the priests. He did it with the priests. And the nuns. And my mother, so the diocese isn't coming forward and saying, well, we have those letters. Because my mother said, I sent letters everywhere. She hand typed them. She made copies. And they're not coming forward with the letters. You know, I, it's amazing proof. how the church knows about a priest and then just moves him to another town. Okay. I'll tell that you the saddest me. Let me Sorry. tell you. The, the, the they, they, they make part. trades. They yeah. make trades with uh, other dioceses. Let me tell you the saddest part of this story. The day after she sexually assaulted me and physically assaulted me, I had long hair down to my butt. Right. Cute little girl. I cut all my hair off like a boy. Oh, my God. She never... Harassed me. Wow! Me wow! No, that was I, her trigger. I, I asked why. That was her trigger. Yeah. I asked That's why victims disgusting. don't, uh, you know, speak out. And you just told your story. So, what would you say to other victims out there that to, that can help them? Because there's a there's probably a ton of people out there that are this. still scared. To, yes, to, to, I will to tell you this. You will out. get scrutiny. I have been called a horror. I've been had how good you, friends say to me at twelve. Exactly. No, no, no. I have had good friends who I've finally come out and told. You know, because this summer I did come forward and I did say. I've had friends say say that they don't believe it because they're devout Catholics. Yeah. I've had people that's, be that's skeptical. You have to deflect it all and just not care or worry about what anybody else has to say. If you're going to start the healing process, you need to come forward and fight for reformation. Do you feel better? Once you said it out loud? I've done a lot of healing in the past. Now, this has been going on since June. I've done a lot of healing. I've done a lot of therapy. And it's actually helped a lot. And I have a good support, you know, with family and friends. And Robert Kennedy, who's going to come here on my behalf, he's, he's going to... Hi, honey. So he's he's my champion in all of this, too. Right. <laughs> so there you go, Wheeze. For more, download Episode 70 of OB Radio, Ruizing with Brother Wheeze. We appreciate your support. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.